Jesus. Praise you, God. Praise you, Lord. Worship you, Lord. Yeah, thank you, God. I was going to have Marilyn do the transition, but I really felt God was just, he's been stirring some things in me this morning, yesterday, regarding families. And I just want to take a, a moment here and do a little in-house ministry, if you guys are okay with that. Um, yeah. And then if Marilyn wants to come up after that, she can and, and uh, minister some prophetic words. And anybody else that has a, a word that they feel is burning. But what I'd like to do, um, I asked the kids and the families represented in this room today if the kids would sit with their families. The kids like to, to hang out together, and that's great. You know, we love the fact that they have friends to fellowship with. It's important. Um, but this morning, I just felt like I just was seeing families represented like tribes in the room, all of us together as one big tribe, but individual families represented what I would like to do is, if you guys can work with me through this, I want to do just a time of, of releasing blessing between the children and, I'll say fathers, but fathers and mothers, and from the fathers and mothers to the children. So kids, this is going to be one of those maybe awkward moments, but I'm going to ask you guys if you would do this. If you will all line up across the front here, if your family's down at this side, then you can just stick, stick with your family. And what I'm going to do, once you kids all, come on, come on, you guys just, just line up and you can face me. You don't have to stare at everyone behind you because once you guys get up, there is no one left in the room. It's, this church is all children, basically, so sort of. Oh, wait, and I want you guys to face me, though. So line up across the front here, spread across. Yeah, see how Emily, there we go. Let's make a, a complete line. And uh, you guys can stretch down that way. Come on, scooch, scooch down this way. A little bit more, a little bit more. Inch, inch along. There you go. Oscar, I'd like you to come over by your brother here. Isabel, I'd like you over here too. You're already recording this, so. So you guys can part the sea and let Isabel squeeze in too. So maybe you guys will go down that way a tiny bit. Alcorn, stay still. There you go. Oh, now move. There you go. Maybe you guys, a little bit more. I know there's more kids than anything in this room, so this will be easy for the next part. So now what I would like you guys to do is parents and Dave and Sharon, if you guys want to be represented in this room, if you can chat with Keith, if he wants a family father blessing, if you want that for yourself, then you guys don't want to do anything awkward. You're good. So then go ahead and, and come up. Keith, if you want, you can stand down here on either end. And what I'm, going to, I'm going to go ahead and ask the parents now, um, even if the dad's not here. I know uh, Josh is working at good old Costco today. Um, so parents, if you would stand in front of your children and represented parents in this room. I know this is, this is different. We don't usually do this. So for those of you who it's your first time, this is just, I'm just kind of going with the flow here. So um, I just feel like this is really important. Yeah, let your dad through, Judah. Okay, so this is what you should do. Lock eyes with your, your child, your represented child in this room. And I'm going to lock eyes with my kids. 
I'm going to read a scripture. And uh, make sure you guys have enough room. What's going to happen in a minute here is Marilyn's going to pass through the fire tunnel here. She's going she's gonna to come through the walls of this, this representation of children and parents. And she's going to anoint your hands with oil. She's not going to give a ton of it to you, but she'll put it on your hand. You could just put your hands out at the time. And in fact, why don't you go ahead and just go by the children first and then pass back through and get the adults. I'm going to read a scripture from Malachi. This is from, it's the, the only Italian book in the Bible. It's called Malachi, in case you didn't know that. But it's also pronounced Malachi. So Malachi chapter 4 Verses 5 and 6. Now this scripture is speaking about the end days before the coming of the Lord. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord. And he will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. I'm going to read that again. I'm going to look at my kids as I'm saying this. He will turn the hearts of the fathers, the moms and dads, to their children and the hearts of the children to the fathers. Family units are important to God. God reveals himself to us as a father. And these earthly representations of dads and moms and dads in this room are representations of what is in the kingdom. God is a family God. He is a father. He's a good father. And he welcomes us into his family. And he calls us sons and daughters. And I believe this morning that he wants to release something over the Fitzhugh family over the Alcorn family, over the Hunter, I had to think for a second, the Hunter, I always just call you Josh and Marissa, (laughs) over the Hunter family, over the Burroughs family, and over the Smith family. So this morning, yeah, let me just take a second here, guys. I'm going to wait for Marilyn to come back through with the oil if she's going to um, get the adults or she could pass it and I'll, I'll do it if you're praying down there. Yeah, get the adults now. Did you already get the adults? Oh, either, either side. I just feel the presence of God wanting to protect and uphold the purity and the honor of heaven that flows between the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, our triune God in perfect unity. God wants to release that same holiness and honor and love and value that the triune members of the Trinity have between one another. I'm not sure exactly how we're going to do this. Um, but I'm going to go with the fathers first. So it's his will. It's his will that before he returns to this earth, that his spirit would be released and that he would turn the hearts of the dads 
back to their sons and daughters. And the sons and daughters' hearts turned back to their dads. And I'm going to ask Marilyn to be the one to do this. Actually, you know, she's still doing the oil. Connie, get over here. Where are you at? Here, stand right here. <laughs> will you help me and will you guide the children on something to pray? Because I don't want to tell the children how to pray for the parents. Okay, but I'm going to go ahead and as the, as the representative of the fathers and mothers here, I'm going to go ahead and, and start. Is that okay? And just to, yeah, whatever you feel the Holy Spirit is doing. All right, so. You want me to go? Uh, you can just kind of hold this. Uh, I'm going to pray for the kids first. Okay, I'll follow your lead. You okay, me. so just kind of help me with that because I got oil here. Mm. All right, Isabel. So, so moms and dads, would you just start with each one of your kids? Just go ahead and start with each one of your kids and just speak their name. Isabel, my firstborn. And Oscar, my lastborn. And from Emily, my secondborn. And Nora, my fourthborn. And right smack in the middle is my boy Ethan my firstborn son. As moms and dads, today we release the blessing of heaven over you. We declare our, our faithfulness to love and to honor you. Our faithfulness to love and to honor you and to breathe upon the dreams of heaven that are in your hearts. We release you with the dreams of heaven. Sorry. We bless you today. We release you to run after the things of God, that you would run into your full inheritance with our full support. My little chef here, we just release grace over your destiny, over the dreams in your heart. We speak our approval over your lives, over each one of you, over you, Nora. I speak approval. You've made your mom and dad proud. We're so blessed by each one of you. And over Oscar, little, as once was spoken over him, a little Bill Johnson, you're going to be a mighty man in the kingdom of God, a worshiper, thundering the word of God. God, we just bless our kids today. We thank you for them. And we just say as moms and dads in this room, where we have been weak, where we have not been our best representation of heaven, we just say as moms and dads in this room, will you forgive us where we have fallen short? Please, please forgive me. Forgive the dads where we fall short. Yeah, thank you, Lord. And now Connie's going to pray with you guys. So you can, you can get us back. Uh, you can, or they can just do it and we can just guide them all in prayer. 
Okay, we're gonna we're gonna come in ag agreement here, kids. That um, the Lord has this one commandment that comes with an enormous gift of blessing, and it's honor your father and mother, so life will go well for you, and you'll live long in the land. It's a long life. It's the only commandment that has a huge promise and blessing. That's how much he loves you guys. So we just pray that over each and every one of you, that your lives are going to be so surrendered to the Lord and you're going to be obedient to him and a blessing to your families and to each other. And that you're going to live long, long lives in the land because you will honor your mother and father because you love the Lord so much it spills over to each other, to him, to your parents. Just thank you for all of these little ones that are just going to be sold out their whole entire life. Long life, long life, blessings. Blessings are going to overflow onto other people and to other kids. Blessings, Lord. We, we just declare that everything that's in each one of you will come to total fruition, completion, and that the gifts that he has will be manifested young in you. Young in you. Because you're going to live long, long lives. You're going to get to be a blessing to so many. Just bless them, Lord. Just more of you, Lord. Just fill them up, overflowing. May the covenants here be so strong that the enemy can't even come close. Thank you, Lord, for your blood and your protection. Each one of these are going to fill out and complete the call on their lives. Full-on, full-on completion. And maybe where we weren't strong, that just means that you, Lord, can be stronger. Where we've been weak, Lord, you can be strong. May they fulfill every single destiny that you have planned for them. We just release it. We release those destinies. <laughs> release the destiny. What these wee ones were created for, Lord, they're going to come into it full on. Full on. Full on. Ooh, joy of the Lord, your strength. We know, Oscar, you got a great destiny too. Lord, bless wisdom, Mr. Wisdom, more. And help him to teach others how to be wise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the anointing. This one has a sweet, sweet spirit and a worship. Increase everything, Lord. Increase it to overflowing. Increase all of their faith, Lord. Just, they've got so much. Give them even more. Faith and worship, Lord. Faith and worship. Thank you, Lord. Not one will be lost. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your blood and your seal, your approval, your covenant with them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So I just want to seal, um, just one last time, uh, parents, just kind of make eye contact with your kids. And you kids, uh, make eye contact with your mom and dad. If it's you, that's you. <laughs> make eye contact with your mom and dad. I'm going to make eye contact with these guys. I just want to lock eyes with my kids. We vow, we, we commit ourselves as your parents 
to honor you, to respect you, to do our part to lead and train and guide, and ultimately to release you to follow after the Holy Spirit's leading and guiding in your life. You can hear his voice. Ethan, you hear his voice, and you're going to hear it more and more clearly in the days ahead. I just declare Holy Spirit encounters in the night, in your dreams, in your quiet time, when you're seeking after learning more about the Bible, learning to, to go after God in prayer and reading scriptures, that you would have encounters with the presence of God, that you would really know him. But we as your parents, we commit to being with you guys, to guide you, and we pray protection over each family unit here. God, I declare protection over the Fitzhugh family. I declare that the hearts of the fathers and mothers would be turned to their daughters and sons and the hearts of the daughters and sons to their fathers. I declare that over my family, that there would be, our hearts would be knit together, that there would be nothing that would come between us. Over the Hunter family, I just declare the favor of heaven between Marissa and Josh and over Tristan and Evelyn. God, I pray your grace and your blessing and unity, unity in the spirit would be protected, that the Holy Spirit would give you guys wisdom to unify yourselves as a family unit that there would be a oneness, not a weirdness, but a oneness in heart and in mind and in passion for Jesus. And over the burrows, I pray the same thing, God, that your spirit would be released over Forrest and Amy and over the kids, over Savvy and over Judah. God, let the honor of heaven flow, the honor that flows between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, that that same honor would flow between them, that they would... They would breathe, as mom and dad, they would breathe on the destiny of their kids and they would fan into flame the fires of the passions that they have that you've given them, Lord. And in turn, the kids would see and understand that their mom and dad has their best in mind. And over the Smiths, God, I just pray, whatever you're doing in this corner over here, over Keith, God, we just bless it, Lord. We bless Keith, we bless Dave and Sharon as aunt and uncle. And we just say, let the presence of God, let your Holy Spirit just be released. Strengthen. I pray that there would be new joy. Flood their hearts with joy. The joy of knowing that you are a good God and that you have good things in store. Thank you for the favor and the blessing of heaven, God. We release it today in Jesus' name. And over everybody else in this room. If you just need prayer and you want someone to come lay hands on you and pray over you, you can stand up now unless someone's already praying for you. And the rest of us up here, we will go back and uh, pray for you if you're standing, but I don't see anybody standing, so amen. The only person we didn't get up here was Shauna. <laughs> We didn't get you and your girls up here. Okay, okay. I know it would have been a little. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Okay. Um, these guys are going to finish up praying here. I'll let you guys go ahead and go back. If anybody from our ministry team has a word that you feel God is stirring in your heart to share before we go into any, any updates, any teaching, 
I just want to encourage you to come up, come up quickly if you could and share whatever you want to share. Thank you, Connie. Thank you, Marilyn. Yes, thank you. Marilyn's still, she's going at it over there, so that's good. No rush. You guys take your time. We're just going to keep on moving forward. Awesome, awesome. There's just something really stirring in my heart about the way God sees our families. You know, there's a reason why the scripture has a qualification for elders, leaders. And it, it, it goes by your family, how you, how you lead your family. And so, and it's not because God has a bunch of rules and regulations and you have to be perfect. But it's, it's about how we represent heaven, husbands and wives, Deb and Noel, your marriage relationship represents Jesus and the church. How you treat your wife, I, I won't do that to you because it might make you feel like I'm pointing something out, but, and I wasn't going to say anything bad. As I honor Tammy and as I value her as a royal daughter of heaven who's been purchased and adopted and given a crown of royal authority on her head, who gets to call my God her daddy. My job is to make her shine. Just like Jesus laid down his life for the church so that we could become a glorious bride, his glorious bride, and he our bridegroom. So I know it's weird, guys, but you're, you're the bride of Christ too. Sorry. It's just how it is. The women have to be okay with being called the sons of God, so... So how I treat my wife is going to reflect my relationship with Jesus. If my wife shines, it makes me look good. If she's well taken care of, I'm doing my part. And if she honors me as her husband, then it, it is a representation of the honor that flows between Jesus and his bride. Jesus and his church. I am not Jesus. She's not Jesus, but he lives inside of us. And that's the picture that he's given us in the word of God. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her to make her holy, washing her. Husbands, wash your wives with the water of the word. I'll have to look that up if it's rhema. Or logos. I bet you it's rhema. And the rhema word of God is that Holy Spirit breathed you hearing his voice reminding you of scriptures, of truth, and prophesying. So husbands, we get to prophesy over our wives. We get to wash them with the water of the word. We get to encourage them and pray for them. Something I could do more. And after the mom and dads, moms and dads, our relationship with the children is vital. I don't want to be that pastor whose kids are those pastor's kids where we all know the reputation of PKs is 
they totally rebel and run from God because most likely because mom and dad didn't represent a genuine walk with God in the home that was the same in the church. I don't want to be an actor and do something here in front of you guys and then go home and beat my children and insult my wife, be harsh. It's so important to God how our families, the health of our families, and the heart relationship between fathers and sons specifically fathers and sons. It's daughters too, and it's mothers. But there's something about fathers and sons. I'm not going to go into that, but I know it's, it's important to God. You get your identity from your dad. Sometimes it takes God bringing a spiritual dad into your life to help release identity, kingdom identity into your life. But it's important for natural dads to release and speak identity over their sons and daughters. So, okay. I'm not going to keep rambling here. This might end up being what we do today, so I know you guys don't care. You guys all good? Is everybody okay? I better check the time. Well, this will help me gauge how far we're going to go. Oh, yeah, 1223. We have some announcements to make. Isabel, are you hiding behind that thing? Okay. So, January 11th, which is a Friday, and if you are just getting to know us and you want more information, we'll fill you in afterwards. But Friday the 11th, we are going to open our home like a home group meeting, and we're going to have a little Holy Spirit powwow. We're going to maybe have 15 minutes of worship. And then we're going to watch together the Finger of God Part 2 movie. So Isabel's going to play a video clip, a trailer, and you guys can enjoy it. I hope it works because I didn't test it. You got to click on the middle of the screen. I'll come help you. It will be at 6 p.m., so 6 p.m. I think the big story is that he's pursuing us. Anyone who would watch this is only watching because he's in pursuit of them. If you're really going after the Father's heart, I mean, <laughs> what are you going to find? You're, you're going to find the most loving person in the universe. But you don't learn him as a shield until you stare down the arrows and wait for him maybe at the last minute to come up and protect you. Arrows are coming in the sky, but will you trust him enough to wait? We make deals with God. We're like, God, if you give us more power, then we'll go. But you know what? God says this. He says, you go and I'll give you more power. There are people who are perishing, and all we have to do 
is have confidence enough to say, do you want Jesus right now? I'm giving myself for the one thing, the one thing that's worth giving myself for in all of history, in all the world. One thing worth dying for. I'm here doing that right now. Jesus didn't heal the sick to prove that he could. He healed the sick to prove that we could. He did miracles to show us how we can live our lives. Faith is one thing, but I think relationally trust almost goes beyond faith. You're totally free from accusation and perfect in Christ. He put his blood all over, he shed his blood to make you perfect. Look, is Jesus real or is he not? Is, is the Holy Spirit real? Is the Father God, is he real? Is, are they gonna come into the room when we say come into the room? Can we, can we come? Maybe lay hands on Ouch. It's a demon. You want it out? going to be some good stuff. So uh, we're going to do that at six o'clock on Friday the 11th. So if you want more details, just talk to us afterwards. Also coming up in February is, go ahead and pop that one up there, Isabel. It's going to be the Global Legacy Conference. I have to get clarification from Galen if whether or not both days are available to everybody. Um, but it will be February 25th and 26th. That's a Monday and a Tuesday. And it will be hosted at the Port Orchard Nazarene Church. That's just been the place where it's been hosted for the last few years. And Steve Backland from Bethel Church is going to be coming and bringing a team of students. And I'm just saying, I mean, we, we, ha we carry one of Steve's books here. That's how awesome we think he is. And he's, he, he wrote the book on declarations and victorious mindsets. He's a total being transformed by the renewing of your mind guy. Him and his wife, Wendy. Wendy is powerful. They're both really awesome. If you're hungry for a prophetic word, well, talk to us first at the end of this meeting because if you need to hear from God and you want someone to, to pray over you and prophesy over you, you know, we can hear God and we can do that too. But I'm telling you, these people come from a house Bethel Church in Reading, where God is really releasing something powerful and equipping thousands of people every year in their school of ministry and releasing them out. Um, but Steve and Wendy are there. They travel all around the U.S., and they're going to be leading the Global Legacy Time. Galen and Danette Gingrich will be up here with us as well. And it's just going to be a good time. It's going to be really awesome. I would encourage you, if you can, if you can try to get work to let you have both of those days, but I will get more information. Am I missing anything? If for some reason you can't get, because they're usually all day, both days, um, if for some reason you can't get those days off, there are evening sessions that are open to the public, so usually, but we'll get back. <laughs> so that's coming up in February, but the first thing is going to be that Finger of God part two movie. It's it's just good stuff. Have you, how many of you have watched any of that series of movies? About half of you, maybe a few more. Yeah, The Finger of God, The Holy Ghost Movie, The Furious Love. 
It's just such good documentation of people being led by the Spirit of God and seeing actual miracles, signs, and wonders happening. You know, it's what we were born for, and it's what Jesus paid for on the cross. Jesus didn't die just to get you to heaven. He died to get heaven into you. All who believe in him, all who received him, John 1.12, it's probably one of my favorite verses this last year. John 1.12 says, to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave exousia. He gave royal regal authority to you and me to become the children of God. Children not born of natural human descent or human decision, but born of God, born of the Spirit. So he put his Holy Spirit in you to get heaven into you so that you and me could become transformed. Okay, it's the great flipper flop, or what's our other favorite show, Fixer Upper. You know, it, it's a total transformation that God has begun in each one of us. The moment you said yes to Jesus, the moment you said, I want you, King Jesus, to come into my life and forgive me of all my sins. And I put my faith in you. I put my trust in you. I put my hope in you that you will one day take me to be with you in heaven. That was just the beginning. That was like you responding to him saying, I've chosen you and I've called you to be my own. And then you in response, thinking maybe you were initiating it, but really he initiated it. But you in response saying, I want you in my life. I give you my all. When that happened, he put his spirit inside of you. Ephesians chapter 1 says, Having believed, having believed, you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, guaranteeing your inheritance. Guaranteeing your inheritance. When the Holy Spirit came to live inside of you, and I shared with you guys last week, my, my first Christmas as a believer, something new happened inside of me that even my family members could see. Something real, something alive, the living, enduring seed, the word of God was planted inside of you. Jesus was born in the Bethlehem of your heart. And his love is to bring you up and to renew your thinking and to mature you up into this new identity that he and the Father and the Holy Spirit decided before time began that you would become. When he says you are perfect forever, although you're being made holy, you're perfect forever. You're seated with Christ right now in heavenly places. You are holy and dearly loved children of God. You are part of the royal, pure, sparkling bride of Christ. He speaks to you over your life the things in his heart, though they're not yet visible to your eye. He calls into existence the things that are not as though they are. So he looks at you and he says, you are holy. Because of Jesus, and we give him all the glory, we sang it today, you're worthy Lamb of God, you're holy Lamb of God. He's so worthy because he paid the highest price to give us new life, 
an inheritance, an identity to adopt us into the family where we get to call God the Father our dad. And he is not ashamed to call you and me brothers. Weird. I always thought for the rest of my life, I'm going to bow at the feet of Jesus and I'm going to call him master and thank him that I've become a slave to Christ. And then as I began to read the scriptures and hear more unfolding of the word and of the big picture, that's part of it, but that's not where he wants you to stay. He wants to mature you and raise you up to become just like Jesus. And Jesus, according to Hebrews chapter 2, says, I'm not ashamed to call them my brothers and my sisters. And then he comes and presents us before the Father and he says, here they are, all the children you've given me. Read it. It's Hebrews chapter 2, the first couple paragraphs. Don't know the verses off the top. Let's go ahead and look at Romans chapter 8. We're going to go a little ways into this, but not really nearly what I thought. So Romans chapter 8, 28 and 29. This is the Passion Translation, so forgive me if you don't like it. We use it a lot here, but not always. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together. Say continually. Say every detail. Say woven together. Don't worry, I don't do this all the time. These guys can testify, but once in a while. Every detail of our lives, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Everything. All things work for the good. All. All means all. All things work for the good of those who love Christ, who love God. So the Passion Translation kind of expounds it. Every detail of our lives is continually woven together. God is like the master weaver. He continually takes everything that happens to you, every bad mistake, every good mistake, every obedient prompting of the Holy Spirit that you take hold of, every disobedient thing. He takes it all, and he is the master mind. He is brilliant, as Graham Cook says. He's the brilliant one. He is the answer. When people used to say in the 70s, Jesus is the answer, he is the answer. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You are the answer to everything. To every broken situation, there is no other way to fix things right but to come to the creator and the maker of everything who knows how you were formed, who knows how intimately designed you were inside of your mother. He knows how many hairs are on your head, Lancer. He does. (laughs) Noel, I know. I look in the sink and they're falling out of my head too. But he knows how many are still there, and he knows how many fall off every day. He knows everything. And yes, Tammy sheds too. Lots of long blonde hair all over the house. He knows how intricate and how detailed and how funky, how particular, how peculiar, how much of a turkey you can be, how much of a beautiful person you can be, how sweet-spirited and how ornery. He knows it all. You can't hide anything from him. He made you. You're the piece of art that he made. And not one piece of art that he made does he say is junk, is so valuable to him that after the fall, he already decided that that he wasn't going to allow the fall 
to destroy his works of art. So he sent Jesus to come rescue us, to make us perfect, to bring us into his perfection, to wrap us up in King Jesus. So back to the scripture, every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into your lives. His heart is to bring good. He has nothing but good in his heart and mind for you. Is that a feather? It's an angel feather. (laughs) I don't know. It's probably from someone's down jacket, but it could be an angel. Never know. Okay, let's back on to scriptures here. Signs that make you wonder. For we are his lovers. This is important. God wants us to be his lovers. And he knows that love cannot be forced. So he also knows that when you get a glimpse of how good he really is, when you get just a taste, taste and see that the Lord is good, when you begin to just savor the awesome goodness of God, you will fall in love. When Jesus came into my life and saved me on my living room floor, I just began to taste of the power of heaven. And I got hungry. And I went after more. And I could not, and I still cannot to this day, get my appetite satisfied. As our friend down in McMinnville says, you're ambidextrous. It's like a feast table. And I just got to grab this and that. Yes, there are days where I take it easy and I don't eat as much scripture and truth. But there are those times where God just starts putting it before me and I can't help myself. But when you taste and see just how good he is, you will fall in love with this God. You will fall in love with King Jesus. And if you've fallen out of love, he's going to help you fall right back into love. He's going to break off that thing that has caused you to be disappointed or caused you to be bitter. And maybe your disappointment and bitterness is with him. He knows. Sometimes you just got to be honest about it and let him show you the truth about who he is and who you are in him and how he is there for you. He made this world and everything in it, and he made you to be his own sons and daughters. He's there for you. He's got nothing else on the planet to do but to be with you. It's not like he's got a job that he has to go to and then he comes home to the kids. He is the creator ready just to speak 24-7 into your life because he has this plan. He's going to take everything and weave it together for your good because he wants you to become his, his lover, someone who loves him because of your revelation of his goodness. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his design purpose. What is his design purpose? We already said it's not just to get you to heaven. That's part of it. We don't want to go to hell when we die, right? No, of course not. That's usually why most of us come to Jesus. We're like, I don't want to go to hell. I know I'm on the edge. My life's a mess. And then he rescues you and you're saved. You are saved and secure, and you're going to go to heaven when you die. And you know there's no condemnation now for those in Christ Jesus. And you know that he'll never leave you or forsake you. So you can't really mess up. But is that it? Is that his full purpose? Or is there more? 
For he knew all about us before we were born. And he destined us from the beginning to share the likeness of his son. He wants you and me to share the likeness of his son. This means the son is the oldest among a vast family of brothers and sisters who are becoming just like him. We're out of time. Just don't know what to do with myself. Don't know what to do with y'all. What do you guys want to do? You just want to pray and dismiss, go home, go eat? Yeah, we'll do that. We'll get to that. Why don't you guys stand up? We will pray. This helps me really close the door on things because if I don't have you stand up, I can ramble for another 10 minutes. The will and heart of God is to make you just like Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 says, as we gaze upon the glory of the Lord, as we fix our eyes on Jesus, as we lock eyes on his, his perfect beauty and his perfect holiness, when we look to him and we lead a life, yes, you're going to look at traffic when you're driving, you're not going to drive with your eyes closed, but you're going to, in your spirit, keep your spirit aimed at his face. You're going to keep your heart and your ears turned toward heaven, towards the heartbeat of the Father. And as you do that, as you behold his glory, that is his glory. It's who he is. He is glorious. The presence of the Lord is glorious. Glory is the weight. It's the weightiness of his character. It's the weightiness of his nature, of his, the fruits of the Spirit. His love for you right now is weighty. It's heavy. I just release that over us right now, that revelation and acceptance that your love, Father God, over everyone in this room is weighty. It's the glory of your love. It's the glory of your peace. It's the weight of your joy. Let your joy come like a heavy blanket and just be released inside of each one of us. Burst within us with joy, with laughter, that we would know the hope to which we've been called to and we would rejoice and laugh at the days ahead, that we would laugh in the face of the enemy who thinks he can fool us, but we know his schemes. So we, we release that joy in this room, that we would laugh at the days ahead, that we would laugh in the face of the devil because his head has been placed under the foot of our King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And I can already hear the cracking of his skull. And he is putting, Jesus is putting our foot right there with him. And he will soon crush Satan under your feet. Every lie and attack of the dark one is being crushed and broken as Jesus puts his foot and he says, you are in me and I live in you, put your foot with me on his head. We're going to silence the liar once and for all. I just declare over you that you hear the voice of God. You hear him. My sheep know my voice, and they won't run after a stranger, he says. You hear his voice. He wants intimacy with you. 
He wants to know you, and he wants you to know him. He wants deep connection with you. He doesn't want to play church, and neither do we. He wants you to walk with him daily. He wants you to know the freedom that the cross made available, that was purchased for you. So I declare today freedom, liberty over this body of people, over every son and daughter in this room. I declare the freedom of heaven, freedom not to go back to sin, and not freedom to use grace as a license to sin, even though where sin abounds, grace does abound all the more, but freedom to run after the things of God. Freedom to get up when you make a mistake. Freedom to run away from sin and run into the arms of holiness. Freedom, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So Father, we just declare your freedom over our lives. We declare your plan over every heart and mind in this room, that you are working all of our circumstances out for the good because we love you and we've been called according to your purpose. We thank you that you are transforming us into the likeness of Jesus. And today, we just receive your Holy Spirit power in an even greater measure. We just declare it over us today that it has been purchased on the cross All you need for life and godliness has been given and provided through his mighty working power of his spirit and his great and precious promises. So we just say, amen, and we say, so be it, and we say, blessings of the Lord be on all of us and the favor of his face shining over us. Amen. Amen. If you want prayer, Tammy's got something to add, but if you want prayer, I'm going to invite you to come up. If you just need some encouragement, sometimes when you get prayer just to get encouraged, he just likes to rock you a little bit. You know, it's okay. If you need to know the the actual supernatural touch of the presence of God and you've like, I've never really felt him, this could be the day where he breaks in and and he's just like, just you feel the, the presence of God flood over you. And it often happens when people get to pray for you. The first time for me was in my living room alone. But it happens in the church all the time. If you don't know Jesus, come forward. We'll pray with you. If you don't know how to get more intimate with your father, we'll pray for that. We can pray. We can teach you. So. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I never want to assume that every person in this room has a relationship with Jesus. And all it takes, and you know, I know my kids, they grow up in my house and they, they go to church every week, but I don't know if they've actually, I mean, they've prayed prayers in the past, but I don't know if they have a current walk with the Lord necessarily. That's only he can see. So I'm not going to assume anything. Adults too, you know, if you feel like you've fallen out of relationship with Jesus, he's inviting you to come back. There are no hoops to hop through, no hurdles to jump over. He rolls out the rug of grace and he meets you on the road coming home. So we're going to put on a little music in the background. We're going to dismiss now. If you don't want prayer, you can have coffee and donuts and cookies. Amen. Amen.